0: to the red Cups Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and ramble on about old school games. Today's episode is going to be talking about an online game I was in that went a little bit wrong. As you know, no mortal can outrun a Red Cap, so just sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy. So not too long ago, I played in an online game as a player, which is rare, and fun was had, but there were clearly some problems, and I thought I would go over some of them here, and maybe it would help out GMs who are just getting started into uh, the online side of d and d, so I'll list off five different issues that we had. Issue number one was knowing the tools. The GM that was running this game was doing a theater of the mind. However, we were all connecting over a video conferencing tool, and that tool was something I don't believe the GM was overly familiar with before the game got started. Um, and it took a while to get everybody invited in. Um, there was questions of how to join, um, simple things of you know, how to unmute yourself or turn on your camera that was getting mixed in with the actual gameplay. It was very uh, jarring and taking you out of the scene when suddenly somebody had to be like, oh, you have to go down and click on the little uh, mute button to unmute yourself. The easiest way to avoid this would have been to find a single friend or a random person online and go through a test run and just really understand the tools. Um, Having to fight with the tools and teach people how to do things just kind of threw the game off. I think maybe a small tutorial at the beginning to teach those who needed to have the teaching and also for the gm prior to the game having uh, a good understanding of everything about it would have made things a lot smoother issue number two table size this is a completely subjective take um, but i find having very large tables at an online game to be a nightmare Um, the gm is used to the gm in question here was used to doing live games especially at conventions and ran this game with nine players online. And as a GM myself, that boggles my mind. (laughs) There's no way I could ever run a game with nine players. My sweet spot is the three to four players, and I would be just equally as happy running with just one or two players. The game in question had nine people, and four of those nine people were all in one house. Um, So they were all sharing one camera and one microphone, which compiled problems. Um, And it just, uh, it, it just seemed like a lot. Large table sizes can be difficult to keep track of everyone uh, and just get a sense of the personality. So this was a one-shot. We were all meeting each other for the first time. And so you've got nine people that you're trying to figure out, you know, where you can joke, what the personalities are. Um, and it can just be a lot of voices all at once, uh, especially with online and not being able to get that really clean pause and break between sentences so that you can easily transition from one person to another there was people talking over each other quite a bit so again this is a completely subjective take um, but for me my recommendation is to keep your table smaller um, and use the advantage that nobody has to travel anywhere um, especially not during these times Um, everybody's staying at home so scheduling the game might be a little bit easier since it can just be done online issue number three connection issues. So we had one player who was literally connecting from the other side of the planet, and I'm pretty sure his internet connection was done with a piece of twine and two tin cans at either end, and he was yelling the packets down the, down the line. Um, there was times where when he would be speaking on the microphone that we would only catch every other word. Um, his video was broken and laggy, uh, it always seemed like he was at least a good 30, 40 seconds behind the rest of us in terms of what was happening. And there were several times where we were pausing for several minutes just to find out what his action would be to the point where, I mean, to his credit, the player recognized it and, and was very good attitude about everything. But at the end, the, the player started resorting to like drawing little stick figures uh, to describe what he was doing. Um, he had one that was just a stick figure holding up a sword saying, attack. And he he would just hold that up when he wanted to wanted to attack, um, and uh, he would write down the results of his dice roll on the piece of paper and hold it up because it was easier to understand than trying to hear his audio. The player himself, like I said, great guy. Uh, he did some stuff during that, even with the the miming and the way he had to do it over over video with the drawings. Uh, we were all laughing. He had a positive attitude the whole time, but the his connection issues were disruptive to the game and. I, while, it, while it never feels good to ask a player to maybe step aside, I feel this might have been a case where the GM may have asked this player to sit out this game until either his internet connection was better or um, some other solution could be found just because it, it really, really did cause some problems. Issue number four, moving the camera. So one thing I am personally very cognitive of and try to keep uh, right at the front of my mind when we're playing is moving the camera to each player as much as possible. Um, If I notice that a player is being quiet for too long, or is just going along with the group and not really uh, putting forth their opinion, I'll often center the camera on them and ask them directly to describe what their character is thinking or wants to do. Um, And in a group of nine players, I can understand that that's difficult to do, especially when one has a very terrible internet connection and you have four players all sitting in one spot huddled around a microphone. Um, it it if, if you don't actually as a GM call out a player and get them to, to express it, sometimes those quieter players will just sit there and almost be observers rather than players in the game. Uh, this can then result in the observers sitting there and a few players who are more vocal or more um, their personalities allow them to be a little bit louder end up kind of running the game from a from an on-screen standpoint um so i think it's important that the gm calls out players and says hey what does your character do now rather than just saying this is a scenario you guys as a collective players what do you do um which i think works in some situations but on this one uh, i believe an individual call out may have made things move a little bit faster speaking of moving things faster issue number five timing and pacing so this was a one-shot game that I was playing in and it was advertised to be a certain length of time and it went incredibly longer than that advertised amount of time Um, it was advertised as well to start at 7 p.m in the evening but due to some sort of an issue with the website um, the GM didn't show up until 8 p.m so I believe there was a time zone issue there but regardless so we started for some of us that were there at 7 p.m uh, an hour late and then the game was only supposed to run until uh, midnight and at one thirty in the morning we were still playing and things were starting to get rushed because we were now way out, way over time um, to the point where kind of sadly the the end of the game kind of got hand waved away and felt very anticlimactic um, so part of the problem here was the connection issues we talked about before and the party sides that we talked about Um, But I think the GM probably could have uh, been aware um, how the pacing was going after the first three or four scenes. And instead of calling for a bathroom break and and reorganizing things uh, to try to cut the time down, they continued on with the original plan and didn't really address the fact that they could tell right from the get-go that this was going to be a long session. So I, I feel there could have been some changes there. If you're doing a one-shot and you realize you've got way more material than you can fit into a single session, start cutting it. Or, you know, the alternative to that would be to say to your players, hey, this is going to be a longer session than normal. Do you mind if we go longer to complete it? Or do you want to split it into two sessions? In this case, I don't think the split was really an option. Um, but instead, he could have probably cut down some of the, uh, some of the material or combined it into different ways. Um, don't make players sit through a, a very long extended session uh, and then, especially at the end, just kind of hand wave away the climax because it makes the whole thing kind of uh, feel a little bit um, cheaper than it probably should have been. Um, and then the last thing I will mention on, on this particular game is that we did have one player who got quite upset, um, partly due to the moving the camera issue that I was talking about before. He was a player that was having a hard time getting words in edgewise. Um, He called it out very loudly and verbally to everybody saying, hey, you know, how about you let some other people play? And point taken. Um, And so then everybody else at the table would go quiet and wait for that player to jump in. And that player sat for the next half hour on mute and didn't participate in the game. And then near the end of the game, kind of half rage quitted out of the game saying this was ridiculous. So he clearly didn't have a good time. I would like to point out that personally, even with all these issues, I still had a good time with this game, um, partly because for me, being able to play period rather than being the D- DM or GM is always a pleasure. But also the game itself was actually quite fun. We had a good time. Uh, the vast majority of the players seemed to have a good time. We had interesting stuff that happened and and we all laughed. and was, It was great. Um, so don't take this as a list of complaints where I'm saying this game was particularly bad. Uh, it was more of Here's a list of things that happened in this game and you should consider it before you run an online game so that maybe you can avoid some of these issues. What's the purpose of this episode? Anyhow, folks, that wraps up this episode of the Red Caps podcast. I hope you enjoyed, learned something, and you're eager to come back for more. Please subscribe in your podcasting app of choice and if there is an option to leave a review, it would warm my cold little heart if you did. I'd love to hear from you, so please head over to anchor.fm slash the redcaps and leave me a voicemail or jump onto Twitter and Facebook and say hi at the Red Caps Net. There is a Discord server and a blog that is associated to this, and you can find out all that information down in the description of the podcast. Until next time, folks, remember, never let your caps dry out. Stay safe. Have fun. We'll talk again soon.